Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. I'm here with our lead pastor, Pastor Nate, and our Plymouth uh, children's pastor and U-turn pastor, Colin. And, oh, you had something to say. I was going to say, what's up, everybody? Hey. <laughs> I'm kind of excited to be on this right now. So, <laughs> Pastor Victoria got married over the weekend. Yep. Pastor Colin is getting married upcoming. Yep. What's 60 the days. October 22nd. Is that exactly 60 days? Yep. Um, I've got some news, too. Oh. We're expecting potentially having puppies in exactly 62 days. Whoa. Wedding gift. Yeah. The kids came Ooh. in the house screaming last night in pure terror. Because the dogs were pregnant. We're, we're in the process. <laughs> yeah. We're in the process of becoming pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So. Perfect. I, did, I mean, I thought someone was dying, but apparently they give you severe injuries to the male dog if, uh, if it's not monitored. Hmm. Interesting. So. Man, Animal Kingdom is very weird. Yeah. Well, exciting news for you. Congratulations. So anyway, (laughs) anticipate a wedding gift. Oh, good. I'm just kidding. Be the light money. Kingdom Builders money. Oh, yeah. They're selling, right? That's their, yeah, it's the boys. That could become a pretty awesome amount of Speed the Light money. Like if they're selling. Well, they have a $10,000 goal, so. Yeah, where are they they at with that? I think they've hit 2,000, I think, or like right around there. And that. They could technically probably do that with this litter of puppies if they. Yeah, I think that's the they raise prayer. The standard, right? Yeah, I think that's the prayer. So we have a reputable breeder helping us. Yeah. So because we don't want to be a mill or right anything like that. So she's doing a lot of coaching with um with the boys on what they need to charge. Right. So you don't have people trying to flip the dogs, which is apparently a thing buy cheap dogs oh. and rent, then resell them as their own litter. Oh, man. And so it's a, there's a shady market, shady black market of puppies. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. you think most people would want to sell their dogs cheap if they if they weren't breeders, right? right? So then a fake breeder comes along. Yeah. Weird. All right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So anyway, but all that, I meant to ask, Colin, so you're getting married here in 60 days, which is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. So I I do know your future father-in-law and mother-in-law go to the church as well. So how do you like them? I, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just going to give them a heads up to just like fast forward through this part. Um, I like them a lot. They're really fun. Um, they're really loving too. Uh, I think this last worship night was really powerful as well. Um, we were kind of praying for family and um, I, as, like you said, as we're in the process of, um, Hannah and I getting married, I'm kind of get, getting adopted into another family. And as our two families come together, like having them behind me praying, um, th- there was that time where, um, you just had people go and pray for other people. And, um, did they really they, come over and pray for you? Yeah, they did it all That's like, awesome. like hands, great. hands on my back, like fully praying. And at the end, I'm like, obviously like in tears, you know, um, what and were they to, praying exactly? Cause I could think of a lot of like funny Passive prayers. They could pray. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, no, it was, it was a good time. And it was like really, really cool to see that. So um very appreciative. Oh Lord, if you could give him the Enoch experience. 
He's a holy man, God. Just take him to heaven right now. <laughs> what? That'd be a good present. <laughs> that's a benefit for you, I guess. But well, that's awesome. I'm. Uh, that's cool that they prayed for you. That's um, not an experience Michelle and I ever had. Mm. And the uh, when we got married, neither of our fathers was really involved. Um, and so we didn't have that. I feel like we're both our moms have served the Lord faithfully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I feel like we're establishing a godly heritage. Mm. We're establishing, you know, a commitment in our marriage that'll be passed down to the kids and grandkids. Like we're trying to, to set that. And, um, I'm going to use that. I'm going to pray. I'm going to go to worship nights and pray for future daughter-in-laws. Yeah. Cool. Think through that. That's awesome. So well done, Bill and Tammy. We're proud of you. We love you. Oh, I've been meaning to give a shout out too for uh, many weeks to say thank you to Carol Hatch because she's been mowing the lawn at the sober living home. Oh, she's been doing that's it without awesome. a, she's without us Don't asking. Hurt. She's just driving by if it needs it. She's been doing it. So Carol. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Oh, thank thank you. you. We said it on that podcast. I don't know how long ago, two months ago, if anybody could do it. She, Carol came that week and did it and she's been keeping it mowed. Wow. All real long. Right there. So thank Love you. That. That's awesome. Carol. Yeah. And now, cause she's, uh, she's near there, right? She's That's in, the, Mil- she attends Milton, Milton location. location. Okay. I mean, she comes to Dover occasionally. Yep. Or maybe pretty regular, but that's awesome. Occasionally. Super exciting. Listen to yeah. that. People not only listen to this podcast, but sometimes respond. Yeah. They're taking some action. Love that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. sweet. Well, we were in uh, this week, we were uh, in our villain series. We were going through uh, Ursula. And I feel like this week, which we talked about, like we do a summer apprenticeship with some people going through. I feel like this week was the start of what you were potentially afraid of in this series is trying to force either a story or force um, the analogy. I think you did a really good job. You didn't do either. You didn't force either one. But I know... uh, I feel like this was the first time we hit a point where you were like, all right, we really need to just make sure this story is on point, which I just, I feel like mentioning in case people think, oh, we're just going to pick a villain and wing it and whatever scripture comes out, comes out like, um, but how was it harder this week or, or is that just how I perceived it? Well, in our original notes, the villain was saying Except every week the villain Satan because yeah. the personal yeah. application every week is Satan. So right. that's where we got <clears throat> we got hung up on this week. This is the message that I that I wanted to preach the most because I just think steal your voice. Mm. It's just very compelling, very yep. Yep. applicable. Um, but I didn't want to use Satan because we talked about Satan. I mean, we're going to talk about him every week because right. that's our spiritual enemy mm-hmm. that's trying to keep us from the things of God. So I didn't want to take a whole week as him as the Bible villain. Cause we're going to talk. I'm sick of talking about him already. That little devil. <laughs> 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 so, um, so we went through, we, we, we went through a bunch of different stories of who tried to take people's voices yeah, and who tried to, so we already did the Pharisees, obviously Jesus saying, hey, rebuke them for worshiping, but we already did them. Right. So then it was the, you know, that symbolism of 
no more temple, no more worship, no more name, and that voice of them as Hebrew men stealing that from them. Yeah. You, lo- you, you speak Babylonian now. You don't speak Hebrew. And so I think that, yeah. I think that fit. I was talking to some people in the lobby this Sunday and that's what they said. They're like, yeah, I was standing here looking at all the posters, trying to figure out what villain. And then I just went, they're all Satan. I don't get it. <laughs> like they could not just reach far enough into their memory. They're like, it's too obvious. Like they must all be Satan. So it's like what you were saying. Like, I love, I love the series because of your like obsession and make sure it, every series has another biblical story or biblical villain in there as well. Cause I, I feel like this series is like this one, we're having a great analogy that would stick with them. It's a movie that they've seen throughout their childhood. Hopefully they're learning a Bible story. So it's like a little bit of old school Sunday school of like, here's what this villain did. Here's what this story is. And then there's the application. I think that's been like a really cool piece. And so having that obsession with like, no, we need a different villain. We can't just do Satan every week. Right. What a cop out or even, Oh, it works so perfectly with the Pharisees. Let's just talk about them one more time. Like, yeah, Yeah, it's a little lazy. Yeah. And it's easy to preach what's easy. Yeah, for sure. Right. You know, I remember when my, I going to church with my brother one time and when the pastor said, open your book to open your Bibles to the book of Acts. And I hadn't been there. And then he, he and his wife look at each other like, Acts again. And it was just like, <laughs> for as many years as they've been there, all they ever did was preach from yeah. Acts chapters one, two, or three. And so it's, you gotta, you gotta stay out of your comfort, comfort yeah. zone. And I want to be a better preacher continually. I want to, I want to, I want to do this another, not lead pastor, but preaching for yeah. another, I don't know. Can I do it another 40 years? Probably. Yeah. Um, and so to stay sharp and keep building and yeah. to try to hit all of scripture. Yeah. Right. So we we're not even talking about Jezebel this series because we've already talked about her. We talked about her pretty recent. Yeah. When was that? During Gideon. Yep. So we're not going to talk about her again. But it would have been easy to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember when we were at planning retreat last year, we were talking through the different villains um, and we were very meticulous about like, no, we already talked about this and we already have a series built on this person. So let's try to avoid as much as possible. And then we got creative. Yeah. So we saw like, um, like this one this week is, is powerful. So, and this week, this was the one that inspired the whole series. Yeah. So just thinking about Ursula and just, we should do a whole series on villains. Yeah. So, why were you thinking about Ursula? I don't know, but. <laughs> Watch the movie. Random trivia, can. the first game I ever completely beat on the NES, the original Nintendo, was The Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah. I had only played that as a, um, a blockbuster rental. Oh. When you could wow. rent that and the mask game. Oh, could- I never played that. I played Roger Rabbit, though. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I just forgot until you said that that I used Blockbuster to rent. You know, it's awesome. If we were really, really good, and my mom was feeling especially rich, we would rent systems from Blockbuster. Oh yeah, I remember like renting the Turbo Graphics sixteen one weekend. <laughs> Never even heard of that one. Yeah, I don't know. It was so awesome. I know. Or, 
renting the the Sega before we got it for Christmas that year. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah, even even growing up, like there's those movies, the DVDs had like little games on them that you could play. Oh, yeah. so, like, I think The Lion King had one of them. Yeah. Um, and so when we weren't able to play like our video games, like we weren't able to at the time it was like GameCubes. Um, and we weren't able to play that. We, I would, I'd be like, oh, let's watch a movie and like just play that. And it was really weird. Really weird. Mom said I couldn't play video games. <laughs> Jokes on her. And there with a the remote control. And it was like I was smacking it every like, those couple games minutes. were awful. <laughs> they were so bad. Like, Burger King dodging. had a video game one time. You guys remember that? I think it came out on the GameCube. No, I don't. So you, no, I don't you, that. you go through, you get a free video game. Burger King oh. video game. That's good. Yeah, we should do a Restoration Church video game. Who wants to code it? wants to make it that would be great does someone reach out if someone is good at yeah doing some easy template games be like carol do it <laughs> take action be like carol. take some action right now <laughs> write us a video game Make us a, you know what level um, three stop the guy from blowing a horn in the parking lot <laughs> Every time some sort of horrific thing happens, we're just like, hey, I got a new level for you. I'm sorry. It's too much of an inside joke for the rest of the church. But the stuff we have to deal with and our leaders have to deal with. I was going to say, all you need to know is, yes, that did happen. (laughs) Yes, that did happen. That's Uh, awesome. Uh, Side note, Jeremy Gov most likely could program us a game. So we should ask. All right, cool. Jeremy, hit us up. Level one, it'll be keeping mice from infiltrating the building <laughs> yes. that's level Classic one fighting time. mice yes uh, oh yeah. man this is great, great you game. could just journey the whole thing of like the game's plot point is um you're launching a location and so it could be like you're at the old church location so first is clearing out all the 50 years of junk that they had like you could just go through every year yeah. and like church restoration church planner is the game it's an rpg yeah those click to you just keep, keep clicking to get the different things done. The tasks. When you one of the um, <laughs> no, it's like Final Fantasy, right? Or like Pokemon. So it's you, and you have to use a power against. Ooh, good. And it's like four four disgruntled church members, <laughs> <laughs> and so they're throwing accusations at you, and you have to throw back scripture at them. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and I go go to fight them with like my kids pastor and like the front door greeter, <laughs> the bulletin person. These are who are on my team. <laughs> anyway, fantastic, great idea, Jeremy. Please start this. I can give you headshots if you need it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so, I feel like people are already. Man, my this podcast hasn't even gone live, and I'm getting emails. Please make it happen. <laughs> wow, my phone's buzzing from the. How are they listening? I don't to know. Us? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so this this series, then this week, you said it, it inspired the whole series. Mm-hmm. So you felt the hyper focus for this, for us to have a focus on. Does culture steal our voice? Like that was really how you how you laid it through. I loved, um, and I was I was telling him I don't remember the saint you quoted. Uh, Francis of Assisi. Uh, yes, I Francis I loved that you took that quote that I would have heard surface level and been like, man, that's so great. And you're like, let's take it a step farther and, and discover why this is still used, you know, in a negative context. I thought it was a really great challenge this week to think through in every area of your life, instead of just living through it. Can you talk 
can you talk about it? I think um, I just I just loved that. And I didn't get to say this, but we can. I didn't get to say this on um, Sunday, but mm-hmm. one of the ways we're told to, one of the ways that culture is uh, taking our voice is by the statement, "It's a it, it, your faith is between you and God. It's private. Mm. The private yeah. faith. Yeah. And so then you're like, I want to talk about it. I'm really excited. Faith is supposed to be private. It's between you and God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then we don't talk about it. Right. And I think that's another way that it gets stolen from us. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, sorry. It's like one of those things that like you're not allowed to talk about. Like everyone has that list. Like you don't talk about money, how much someone makes. You don't talk about religion. You don't talk about different views um, because it's something you just don't bring up. But I like, yeah, we were talking about like that, um, that point of no, it's used to silence us, but really we have to use our voice more than sometimes more than our actions. I think, uh, let me, let me say this. If you're a Christian, I think you need to be able to listen to other people talk about their religions. Yeah. So when you're at family gathering and it's like just the crazy, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm probably, I, I probably offend the people by saying it, but the crazy, and the crazy leftist viewpoint. So just, just, or, and it could be probably crazy on, on the right side too, but I'm yeah. just thinking some of these, I hate God religion. Right. That that's prevalent on, on that far spectrum. The, um, to be able to listen to them talk. Well, here's what I hate about church and Christians and you. Oh Yeah. And what led you to that opinion? And listening to them rather than just defending and attacking right. back. Like, listen. Or listen for ammunition. If we like. go to another country, we have no problem. We're like, we're going to listen to Buddhists talk about their religion. We're going right. to listen to Muslims yeah. talk about their religion. We're going to listen to, you know, that's what we're going to do. We should be doing that now as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we can learn how to listen, then they may one day invite us to talk. But we we're so used to just shutting things down. Right. Oh, my child, I bought my child a Ouija board for Christmas. How dare you do that? Don't you know that's the devil's tool? And what kind of parent are you <laughs> inviting the devil into your home and whatever? And that would have been like 1980s yeah. Christian mm-hmm. response. Right. And you have to be able to listen and you create the open door. So when they come to you in a month, they're like, I don't know what happened. Our Christmas tree is dripping blood and <laughs> all of our bulbs did, have shattered in the home. Like when you bought the Ouija board. Yeah. Well, <laughs> have you considered maybe the Ouija board? No, that's just a game. Well, let me te- let me help you use some scripture. Right. See here with this demoniac stripped seven men naked. That's the demonic powers you're playing with. Well, let two. me teach you though. Don't have to be afraid. Let me teach you about Jesus. Yeah, and the curses he breaks. So you want to give your life to Jesus right now? Yes. Will it stop my Christmas tree from dripping blood? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, Jesus, you have my life. I'm so <laughs> right. And so right. you've created now, obviously a hyperbole, but but also yep. not no, as very, much. Very We're, practical. Yeah. I think so. the one thing I always feel like too is the more insecure you might feel about your own faith maybe the quicker you are to get overly sensitive about it so one thing I I always try and check is like 
I in, don't, yeah, insecure, cocky. Yeah. Maybe if you're like, cocky about it too. Yeah. But I just always feel like if someone wants to attack my faith, if I have a firm faith, I can handle it because yeah. I know they don't have it. And so right. when I was a younger Christian, I had a, a guy who was an atheist just full on trying to rip me to shreds. And I was torn apart about it because I was brand new Christian. I didn't know a lot. And I think back now of like, I wish he would just have the conversation now because he would see that I don't, I'm not going to get shaken up. I'm not going to get nervous because I know truth that you don't have. And I'm just, I can stay calm and listen because ultimately the person who is attacking your faith or attacking Christianity, like they're missing a piece that you have. Right. And if you try and hold everything with that viewpoint, you're not, I I just feel like you're not going to get so like, well, no, you can't. Right. You know what I mean? Like if, when you're doing that, it shows that you have a ton of insecure, like don't call out my right. ridiculous Bible. Like, you know, and it's hard. Like if they get a crowd and they're laughing at you and making fun of you, or, you know, it's a professor, a person of power and they're just domineering and making right. you look like an idiot, but let them make you look like an idiot. I mean, whatever you, again, be confident of who Jesus is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, they don't know. And to and the, I think we say this a lot too, but they're not our enemy. They're victims of our enemy. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They're, we don't have to fight with them. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. So what we're trying to do is create opportunity for witness because they may attack you, but because you act with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, well, what happens four years later? Yep. They come back and they say, hey, could you help me? Right. The other thing is we never know who's listening. I've heard stories of that before, um, and I probably have a couple of my own, but you're the person who's most vocal against you. You know, they don't ever respond, but all of a sudden other people who are in the room pretending like they weren't listening come and ask you questions. Right. Hey, could you tell me about? But they're not going to yeah. come ask you questions if you're like acting as much of an angry idiot as they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if you're just beyond weird. Right. Yeah, I think that's really good. The good response point to like to focus through of uh, that is the piece of your quote, right? That that's important is like you can't just like there needs to be an equal tension. You need to be willing to talk about your faith. But if talking about your faith makes you no longer act out the gospel. (laughs) Right. Right. Like so there needs to be a there's a healthy tension. Is it good news or bad news? If it's good news, why are you yelling about it? It's like yeah. my kid, the dogs, the dogs. Like, who's dying? Who's dying? Oh, no, we're going to have puppies in 62 days. Oh, that's kind of good Why news. do you sound so... Why are we in terror? Well, apparently because yeah. the dog can break stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes sense. But if it's good news, yeah. act like it's good news. Mm. Do you want the good news or the bad news? I'll take the good news. <laughs> I'm angry because you're a sinner. Oh, awesome. I'm not dying. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's funny. Before you preach this sermon, I, I, I try and, you know, we have a volunteer huddle before our services and I am trying to get all of our volunteers to realize how not weird it is to ask new people to fill out a connection card. This whole idea. And I didn't even make connection to, to how your sermon would kind of play out. But I 
talk through even my volunteers and, and this could go with people who have friends they want to go to church is like, don't be nervous. You know, you have something that is so good and this is giving a solution for someone. Right. right? And so I was talking through like to our volunteers, the idea of like, you're not, we're not taking this connection card and giving it to YouTube to run custom ads. Like we're not doing anything shady with this information. We're literally going to text them and try and tell them more about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So you as a person who's talking to someone who's new, your gift to them is to ensure that they can get connected. And I feel like it's a similar thing of like, you know, you're keeping your faith private. It's like, Oh, I found the cure for cancer but all the scientists that are trying to find their cure will be mad at me if I tell them I found it. So I'll just leave this between me. It's like, wait, you you have a solution to a huge problem. And because you don't want to offend people around you, you're going to hold it in. Like you need to provide your solution. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Even on the same side, like we, we probably preach to the kids and youth all the time that like our friends at school, like we've like, I know there's tons of kids that have experienced God at a camp and, youth conference and different events. Um, and what we, what we talk through constantly is um, the fact that like that experience that we have, that relationship that we have with God, like why would we not want to share it with someone? Like why would we hold our tongue and why would we, why would we want to wait? Um, and then the, the very same thing that they do most of the time of, in their life is school. Um, and school does that opposite. Like they, they're probably one of the most like suppressing of it. I know a lot of public schools are like taking away like, books yeah, that have you, you the word Bible that, in yeah. it and the Bible in general and people who talk about God and just different things like that. Like as a culture there, it's like suppressing, but what, mm-hmm. what you spoke on, like we have to speak out of that and it's not in an aggressive tone. It's not in a way that we want to like freak people out into um, wanting to believe like we're not yelling at people to repent, but we're yelling at them, like, like telling them like, Hey, like there's something good here. Like, like there's an answer to what you're dealing with. Also, I just put in the thing, you need to, if you're listening, you've ever had any inclination to be on the school board or to be a state representative Mm. or to run Mm -hmm. for Senate, go for it. We're going to support you. You need to go for it. And if you've never thought about it before, think about it now. (laughs) Going back to that influence series from a couple of years ago, that's, um, it's just necessary. And Christians are rising up kind of all over the country and- it protects our schools, right? So it's not us forcing our beliefs on anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's protecting not just our kids, but the rest of the kids in the school mm-hmm. from that demonic power yeah. forcing their beliefs yeah. on on kids. Right. So go for it. <laughs> um I I thought I did we talk about Benaya inviting someone at La Festa on this podcast? Yes, we had brought that up. I want to give an update on that. So if you're new listening to the podcast, you haven't caught former episodes. So, um, but Naya was at La Festa with a bunch of young adults. Yeah. They ended up doing a sing-along. Right. You were there. Yeah, were you yeah. on the podcast with us? No, I wasn't. No. Weird. I had this conversation with you. Yeah. We had it at All Staff that one time. He, um, he anyway, he invited this adult female mm-hmm. to come to the church because we need female singers at the at a location. Yeah. Well anyway, update. She auditioned for the band yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> or on Sunday. She auditioned for the band. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. And talk about, right, and I, I think this connects too because don't lose your voice. I think I talked about, we talked about in the pockets about not killing a kid's spirit. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, Benaya, just yesterday, it was, I just need you to stop talking for a half hour. Just for a half hour, <laughs> you can't talk. Please. And it's probably, I shouldn't be sharing that. But his gift, right? His gift is talking to people. His gift yeah. is talking. Yeah. So he, he, you know, on the positive end, he's inviting this person to church again, not killing his spirit. Like so, last night it was like, "Won't you ever shut up?" Like I'm not talking like that. So like, just, just give me a break. Let's right. just take a time out here. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. put a pause because uh, anyway, it all connects. But I just figured I'd give that a mate. That's a pretty cool, cool yeah, testimony. I never heard how the audition went, but I know that she was auditioning. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that song that we were singing also correlates to the Little Mermaid. What song are you singing? I'm not entirely sure. I'm not. I'm not too familiar with that movie. Why don't um, you kiss the girl? I don't know, but it was something that they were singing out. So either that or it was a Disney movie. It was one. Yeah. So that is funny in general that she came to church. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, you sing Disney? We sing Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's super exciting. Yeah. So you never know. Like, that's the great thing. Is like. You, he could have chosen to be super shy about it. Just like, oh yeah, that was fun. Moving on. But great. now what a great gift for both the location, hopefully, and uh, and her like that now, hey, you like to sing and right. now you have a spot to do it. You don't just right, have yeah. to sing at La Festa. You can, you know, yeah. sing at a church and be a part of I think of that. through like when he was a little kid, he always wanted to invite people. So it would be like, Hey dad, I want to go invite that person. I'm like, you do? And like, I don't want to, because I'm, <laughs> I'm like shy and want to be like off the clock. And I have to work myself up sometimes yeah. based on my personality. And it's like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's go. go do it. And then we'd walk over and he would invite people to church and they would have that awkward, like, I have, I don't want to have anything to do with church. Why are you doing this to me? And then we'd walk away, and I and I was just like, "Man, good job! I'm so proud of you." And even though I like was mortified myself, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there would be times like, "Dad, go invite that person to church." And I'd be like, "Huh? That person over there? Go invite him to church." Well, I don't know. Maybe they're no, Dad. You got to go invite him. Like, okay. <laughs> and I'd get out of the car and go over and talk to them, but. Again, not killing their spirit. Right. This is something you want them to have. Yeah. And it just can't be at your convenience. Yep. You gotta live the Christian life. You're gonna be ready. That's so good. That's such a good uh you gotta you have to practice what you preach to your children. Yeah. Right. You can't just yeah. tell a church to invite people because your children are gonna hear you say that enough to do something like that. Like oh. you would have taught them in that moment. Just be like, no. I'm a little busy like, or no, I don't know him. Like, I'm not going to go up and yep. talk to him about that. Like that would have taught them. Oh, okay. We only do it to people we know. Like, right. I won't ask. Now we do that anymore. about giving money away most of the time, but <laughs> not inviting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Dad, we should go give that guy money. We're not giving him a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> but there's other people we've been generous to, but. <laughs> not everyone. I, I said, not until I know he's not driving away in a nicer car than I have. Yeah. Have you, have you ever had 
So I think the biggest fear that people might have of talking about their faith is just having a reaction that's like completely bonkers. Have have either of you guys had any invite that was extremely crazy? Just almost debunk it um, or or enforce their fear. I wouldn't say crazy, <laughs> but the usual response, like I work at a... Um, at a doctor's office and the usual response is, Oh, you don't want me there. I'll probably bring down the church Oh yeah, or I'll probably burn the church up. And I'm like, I mean, no, it's a good party over here. Honestly, we're having a good time and like we're celebrating what God's done for us. And I'll explain that. And they're like, and it's just like the little seed. Like I just like planted it once and just left. And now I have like, I think now I'm up to like seven coworkers that now go to the church. That's awesome. Um, awesome. So we're just like going real slow, but, Every every conversation is a is a seed for something to move. So, I I don't think we've switched our answer to current culture. It might be good to start saying, "Well, would you attend online then?" As a mm. follow up to oh, that yeah. question, That's good. if I walk in the building, the building would fall down. Oh, yeah. well, would you watch online? Worst that'll happen. Your if I sent you a crash. link, would you watch online? <laughs> and that might be. I think that's. And I don't know why we've never thought about that before. Yeah. We can, we should write a book. <laughs> or make a video game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that's an option in the video game. <laughs> no, that's that's good though, having that um that follow up or follow through. Yeah, I've been the same. Like I've I've talked about church when I in all my other jobs as well. And it's still, yeah, you always had the fear that people are gonna flip out at you because I think we just read enough stories like as if that's normal no um, i think m probably my worst reaction would be the same as asking that a girl who had absolutely no interest in you so this is <laughs> i felt similarly and probably the facial expressions and the response <laughs> from the other person was similar like just a nasty horrified yeah you're freaking what? me out face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably the worst right yeah they never gotten yelled at I don't think I've ever gotten like to the point where they're like yelling at me to like never invite them to church, but it's usually been, some sarcastic answer. I have been cussed at, but it was a friend <laughs> randomly and they just, that was, was. that was, uh, <laughs> they, no, they still are, but we worked together at Starbucks. It was just normal vocabulary. So it wasn't like, but it was just a, a very prompt. No, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, all right, well, I'll be here if you want to don't yell at me like that. But even that, like, I've never gotten it from a stranger. I've never just been, like, totally right. shouted at. So just as a confidence booster for people listening, most likely you're never going to get shouted at. You're never going to get, like, the fear that I know everyone has is, man, they are going to flip out at me for bringing this up. And right. I just don't think that it works out that way. I think if people are flipping out, one, they obviously have baggage and potentially they're demoniac. Right. The other part of it, maybe it's your approach. Yeah. Hey, you look like a person who's destined for hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I know what would fix you. Right. If you're pretty screwed up, I can fix you. You need to come to church. Like, I think that's probably going to trigger a, mm -hmm. a different response right. to Right. And I think, uh, yeah, a lot of things you just reminded me, like one of the crazier things I had ever done when I worked at Starbucks 
was we had a we had a regular there. He was a very boisterous man. Uh, he had a British accent and he just, when he entered from across the building, he entered in, he was loud yelling, having fun. Like he wasn't ridiculous, but he started having some crazy health issues and, um, and he, he would cry in the middle of the line if no one was there just talking about the pain that he has and all this other stuff. And I, the only time I was like, man, I just want to try and pray with him. Like just to, just to try, but I knew he was very big atheist like he talked about before so finally he left the building because i thought all right well if he's gonna freak out i'll try not to do it while i'm on the clock because i did sign an agreement with starbucks that i wouldn't bring up my religion while i'm working um and so he left the building and i was just like hey can i take my break now like sure yeah you can so i took on my i ran outside and i was like hey this may mean absolutely nothing to you but i believe in a god that can heal people can I, can I pray with you? And he, he had been in so much pain for so long. I knew he was an atheist. I knew he had potential for God. He was just like, sure. So I prayed with him. He just like lost it. And then wow. when I said, amen, he just gave a huge hug. Yeah. And it was like, thank you. I love you. Wow. <laughs> and I was oh, like, man. Oh my gosh, any other day, this guy would have, would have flipped out. And uh, you know, all the times he talked about being an atheist, I never wanted to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm actually a Christian. Like you're offending me right now. I just like kind of let him do it. And then when I knew he was at a point where I'm like, Hey, I have the solution for you. Mm. And, uh, it's been hard to get him to come to church, but, um, I still have his number and like, I've talked to him awesome. a couple of times, but well, I still believe that we'll see him eventually. Yeah. But again, I'm just happy that I was able to leave that job. And still yeah. when I see him, it's, it's hugs and, and he'll chat for a while. And I think that's just an important piece of like, you never know when your opportunity is going to come up. If I'd, if I had decided then I wanted to be an, a triggered Christian and shut him up, you right. know, I never would have, you'd lose the opportunity. And so I think that's just an important piece that you need to think through your long-term approach. I don't know. Maybe I'm too long-term. Like it sounds like you having seven coworkers, I'm put to shame of, of how much I probably talked about church. Well, so if listen, not every, not every, um, not every, garden produces the same amount of fruit. Mm. Yeah. You need to think through that. You know, it's like you can be in Dover or you can be the next town over and it's a different spiritual climate. Yeah, it's true. Where and as far as I know, we're the largest church in Dover. But there's probably three or four churches our size in Portsmouth. Mm. And it's just on the other side of the bridge, right? Um, so it's a, and there, we're about the same population, right? So what's the difference? There is a difference. I, I, if I remember right, George Whitfield preached in Dover, famous evangelist that um, Ben Franklin wrote about and listened to, and oh, I don't want to quote it wrong, but it was like something. Somewhere weird, like Dover was the only place that something didn't happen that happened to every one of his other revivals. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I remember hearing that sometime. I don't remember yeah. the whole story because I just disregard it. Like God's bigger. But but it but it is weird. Like a church <laughs> that explains can, some things. I'm just a town <laughs> a, a town can have a different yeah, climate. And it's true. A st- you know, 
But Starbucks in Dover could be different than Starbucks in Rochester because you don't know who's there and who's the right. climate there and who's praying for the people who are there. Right. So who's praying for calling seven coworkers and you might be the only one praying for that one guy. Right. Yeah. The only person his whole life praying for him. Hopefully the podcast is going to jump into it. Praying for him too. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good way to think about it. Cause you think too, in this, I've always thought through in this area, we have, we have the harder part of the, of the uh, Catholic church hurt. Like, I feel like that's a big deal right. in this area. Um, it's probably why it's a little harder. It's like, we've talked about it before. People thinking we go to mass, people thinking, we, you know, and that like half of our job as Christians is just debunking all the religion. That yeah, was stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, just another reason, you know, I think that's too, one of the reasons why like people always say like, Oh, you don't want me there. Like I'm going to bring the, the church down. It's just the, all the stereotypes that come right. with being a Christian. Um, and that's kind of like how we have to like, that's why we have to use our voices, right? Like we have to speak out against it and not like, like you've been saying, like not in a way that we're just like fitting in with the stereotype. Like, Oh, okay. Like if a Christian ever comes against me, like he's just going to yell, like repent, repent, repent. But just in a way that we like, we're kind of, even as a church, I think it was a lot of things that even the, one of the things that kept like, like I loved about it was it was small, but just being able to bring drinks into the auditorium, like just that small stereotype of like, Oh, like the auditorium is sacred. Like you can't bring anything in yeah. there. Just breaking that and just like this is how like around. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it changes, and so just like having that that piece of it. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's what we do really well, and not to be boastful about it, but just celebrate like what God's given us, and just kind of like the leadership with it as well. That's really good. Get that. That's awesome. Do you have any? Any book recommendations based off of like relate like evangelism, like how to break out of if you're scared to to verbalize? You know what I mean? Like, do you have anything like that? I don't know if I've ever talked about this book. Bill Hybels has a book, Walk Across the Room. Okay. Have I you guys remember me nope. talking about that? I've never before? heard you mention it. So the premise of the book is and he and he has a couple of testimonies at the beginning of it, but Sharing the faith is as easy as walking across the room. And that's what he does. In a room, scan the room, who's by themselves, walk across the room to them, have a conversation. Yep. It's like, really? That's it? You just have a conversation? They're not talking to anybody. I'll go talk to them. It doesn't mean like walk over like, hey, can I share with you Roman's road? <laughs> uh. <laughs> but have a conversation and, yeah. and you know, give yeah. God an opportunity to connect. I think that's a good one. Um, books on the gospel and just understanding the gospel. Mm. I am forgetting every name and <laughs> it's the title worst, yeah. right now, but I can have a picture of the cover. Um, <laughs> Could you describe it now? I'm just kidding. The, he was the author of the books. They became movies. God's not dead. Oh, okay. so it was like an apologetic book that later yep. became a movie. He has a book. And I think just testimony. You got to hear testimony. Yeah. You got to hear, oh, a 13-year-old invited a stranger at La Festa, and now she's auditioning for the band. Right. I can do it. Um, who can I... Who can I share my faith with? Who can I... Remember, yeah. remember when we gave out whoopie pies a few years ago? Yeah. It's the same thing. 
It's no, you enjoyed something and it's good. So you share right. with other people. Right. Mm-hmm. So when people t- ask, what'd you do on the weekend? I'm like, share. Oh, I went to church and didn't give them a couple extra sentences. I went to church and we, it was ice cream Sunday. So we had a whole bunch of Sundays after church. Yeah. And then if they don't want to talk, they're just going to be like, cool, bye. Right. But, I mean, some people are going to want to have a conversation like, oh, where do you go to church? Yeah. Well, I go to <laughs> I go to Restoration Church. We I go to the one in Dover. We have them in Milton and Plymouth and Anchorage, Alaska, too. Yeah, We're just getting on Anchorage, just planting a seed. No, I don't. I've been <laughs> to Anchorage kidding. before. There's... Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think um, you made me think too. Uh, a good thing if you find yourself in a place of being highly defensive. Uh, I really think anything studying on apologetics would be really good for you. Not for ammo. You got to think not for ammo, but to help you calm down. So when they say, oh, yeah, I don't want to read your Bible. It tells all women they should never talk. You don't say, well, actually, but you can calm down and just be like, I understand that's how how you understand it. Or maybe someone taught it to you that way. Um, But that's really not how it is. I would never believe that Bible is full of inconsistencies. Uh, oh really? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, but when you the first time you hear that, you're like, "Wait, it's it? full of inconsistencies." Right. And then you're like, you feel like an idiot. Like maybe I've been lied to and duped. Right. And um, and so studying those things, yeah. reading it not for ammunition, but for just fuel for your faith, like to help you be a little more secure. Yeah, I yeah, think that, is a is get that a, firm foundation going? Like yeah. You're talking about yeah. Earlier. Yeah, I think that's an important piece. So really any book. I've mentioned it before, but um, how to, how not to read your Bible, I thought was really good. It's like the the sub the 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 sub kind of category underneath was like understanding the racist and inconsistent sexist Bible that people read. And it's just like we're gonna go through all the the things that people are posting memes insulting Christians about right. because that's what people want to reference, like if they want to fight you. And so if you yeah. just can stay calm and secure yourself in something. I think you'll have a better reaction, but I think that's about it. So that's awesome. Thanks for this series. I think it's been really fun. Things yeah. been good. Thanks, Colin, for hopping in. We, uh, oh, we're um, Bugs Life. Ooh, yes. This week, which again, I think I said this last week. You can't keep track of I, that and ants. I'm just so messed up. So I have to, anyway, I have to watch it. But the Bugs Life 4D movie. At Animal Kingdom is a great it's fantastic. experience. Yeah, you can look up. Oh, I forget what it's called. It's Tough to Be a Bug. That's the song they sing in it, just for trivia. Oh, yeah, next week we need to get Steven on this podcast to do Disney trivia. Oh, I was thinking. Steven has zero. I was thinking we should maybe do it as a video for like for service. Oh, okay. And we'll ask him. The easiest, yeah, it needs to be Disney like questions ever. Obvious, and we can do it like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire style. <laughs> so anyway, yes. that might be coming. I, that would be a lot of fun Stay to do tuned. here in a couple he weeks. He has zero care of any Disney at all. Zero cares. Mm-hmm. Never seen it in his life. So cool. All right, thanks guys for talking. <laughs>